pickaxe. Welcome. Um, thanks for coming on. And and Hi. what's your and what do you go by? Mini. Mini. And what are we talking about today, Mini? Um. Can I have a sec? Yeah, of course. I'm oh just... my god, she's using my own techniques against me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really nervous. I can't think straight. Okay. Um. You can think crooked, no big deal. Yeah, just take <laughs> a second. Okay. Okay. Do you want to... Sorry. Nope. For what? Just, For using my like... techniques against me? You yeah. Know, said this day would come. They said, what is Dr. K going to do when someone's... Yeah, so what are you nervous about? It's okay to be nervous. Oh, um, I don't know. I've been nervous this whole week to to talk to you okay. and, like, be on stream. Okay. But, um, so let's start with what does that mean? You've been nervous all week. Can you tell us about that? Um, like, uh, my heart wouldn't, like, stop beating if I thought about it. And, like, uh, I just... My stomach hurt all the time, and like. Oh my god! <laughs> sorry, that sounds really. Um. What are you yeah. sorry for? I don't. Uh, like. I don't know. Okay. Do you feel like you did something wrong? Do you feel like you did something wrong just now? A little bit. Yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we feel like we do things wrong. And so, if I were to tell you I don't think you've done anything wrong, how would you... What happens in you if I say that? Um, I think I'd have, like, split uh, reactions. Like, one would be like, oh, okay, he doesn't think I did something wrong. But then the other would be like, well, I, I feel like I did something wrong. <laughs> Very good. So, yeah. Yeah. It's weird how that works, right? So there's a yeah. part of you that is reassured, and then there's a part of you that's not reassured. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Were you were you nervous about doing a bad job? Yes. Well, yes. you're doing an awesome job. Thank really. you. Because <laughs> even when you share with us that, like, hey, there's a part of me that would be reassured, and there's a part of me that would be like, I'm still doing a bad job. He's just being nice. Yeah. And I'm actually messing up. Right. And, and so and that's I didn't what even do anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, so yeah. here's the thing. So if we really look at that, um, Minnie, the, it's like the feeling of doing a bad job doesn't actually come from our interaction. It doesn't come from anything that you do. It just comes from you. Yeah. Right? And you're doing a great job because this is exactly what people, this is what we're here to do. You're doing it. Even if you do a bad job, that's still a good job because people come here to do a bad job and then we learn yeah. about it. And yes. so you can't, you literally can't do a bad job. But you can try. Oh, I like your room. Sorry. Thank you. Uh, no, it looks great. Oh. Thank you. What do you like about it? I like the chair in the back. Yeah, it's a cool chair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry. What did we mess up again? No, no. I um I'm just getting blustered. I'm okay. 
Okay. Okay. It's okay to get flustered. It's going to be a painful hour and a half, Minnie. <laughs> Good luck with that. Can yeah. I drink some water, please? Absolutely. Drink water. Stay hydrated. We're going to yes. need it. Um, so I understand that you wanted to talk some about self-esteem and, and confidence. Yeah. Can you tell me what you mean by that? Um, so, hmm, where do I start? So I, I've kind of, when I was little, I didn't really struggle with like confidence issues. Mm -hmm. Like I thought I was really cool and I didn't worry too much about like messing up or anything. Um, I mean, I did, but it wasn't to the point of like you know shaking my leg and uh having a panic attack but uh but like in i think near the end of middle school and then all the way up till now um i i've i i've been noticing that i don't really feel good about myself at all okay like i kind of just hate myself <laughs> okay um yeah so i guess that's what we're here to talk about cool i mean you know not cool that you do that but cool that yeah. we're here to talk about it um and i i noticed that when you say i kind of hate myself you laugh <laughs> right and and what's your understanding of of what you feel when you say that and why you laugh um, well, I kind of laugh when I talk about my prob like problems because uh, I feel like if I say it in a serious tone, um, people are gonna think that like it's too much, okay. and yeah, yeah, okay. So, I guess I just like laugh when I when I'm saying something uh, regarding, like, my mental health. Sure. So when you say people <laughs> are going to think it's too much, what would be too much about it? What's more than people can handle? What makes it more than people can handle? Well, I think when... When someone talks about, like, if they're feeling sad or upset or anxious or something, um, I usually think that people won't like to hear about it. So, yeah. <laughs> because, okay. yeah, because that kind of stuff, like, spreads. What do you mean, that kind of stuff spreads? What does that mean? Like, I think talking to someone with, um, anxiety and depression can like at first you can it can be helpful to talk to them but like you can also get drained in the process of like talking to them so mm. I don't want to do that to other people <laughs> okay 
So yeah. what I'm hearing you say is that sometimes you can, it can feel good to talk to other people, but then you can almost become addicted to burdening them. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Okay. So I noticed yeah, you say that. Yeah, a good word. Yeah. Burden. Yeah. Yeah. I choose my words carefully. Um, so let's think about a couple things I, I want us to pay attention to. Okay, Minnie? One is people are going to think, right? So, so like, let's see how much of what causes you suffering is people are going to think. So that's going to be like a key phrase that we're going to look out for. Okay. Okay. Um, second thing is, you know, I think that being a burden is something that we can also kind of keep an eye out for. Um, and so let's see if we can pay attention. And even if people are watching, um, if they can sort of like pay attention, like, let's see if we can learn and maybe okay. Twitch cat can see it too. Okay. So you said that, um, around seventh or eighth grade, you started to use a strong word. You said, hate yourself, or you said that you yeah. hate yourself. What do you hate about yourself? Well, like I kind of hate myself well, I was thinking about this the other day, and good for you. <laughs> um, like exterior-wise, I just hate how I look, but interior-wise, like on the inside, I just feel like I'm a shitty person. It when it's extreme, and like I just feel like uh, I cause people around me like sadness and i don't like that about myself you cause so, people around you sadness burden yeah burden there it is okay so good so so we we caught it okay so and you say on the exterior so that's a strange it sounds to me like you're trying to avoid saying something when you say on the exterior we i assume we're talking about your physical appearance yes yes Okay. Sorry, my words sometimes, like, yeah, I, I, like, try to think of a word to say, but then, like, I can't really think about it. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not going to try to be harsh here, but case, case in point, we just had a, I don't know if you were watching the stream, but we just had someone say that they, you know, they're ugly. And Me? And, no, 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 no. Not oh, they're like the, the they were talking about oh, themselves the... on no, stream. No, don't say that. But if they said that about, wait, hold on. So you say don't say that about themselves, but if they had said that about you, then then what would be your reaction? I mean, I'd agree. But <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? I'd agree. <laughs> right? No, no. So they were talking about themselves. Right. And so, and, and so I'm just curious whether that word feels loaded to you and you avoid using it for a particular reason. Uh, which, which word? Ugly. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a loaded word. Yeah. Definitely. And what's it loaded with? Just like a lot of, I mean, when I think of the word ugly, it can't ever be like, good okay that makes sense yep so there's that and then it can make other people really sad if you say it to them then 
Ah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Okay. Okay. So number one is ugly is like comes with permanence and hopelessness. There's like no chance for change. Yeah. Wait. Well, to... Hmm. I don't know. I think... But at the same time, I think ugly is kind of subjective. Like... Okay. I would agree, but... Okay, so see, like, what just happened there? Like... What, what happened? So it's interesting, right? Because you kind of talked... You, just earlier, you said, like, ugly is, like, you can't do anything about that. But then... So I, I want you to notice as we just start to, like, look at your your feelings and not... We don't say you're wrong, mm -hmm. right? So I, I, I didn't say, Minnie, don't think that about yourself. You know, you're beautiful. We're all beautiful. <laughs> That's um, what my friends like to say. Yeah, right? And and yeah, so let's I think talk. about that. So so I, I think if people... I mean, the impression that I got was that you had a little bit of a light bulb go off in your head. As we started to look at ugliness... It sounded like you felt pretty hopeless about it, but then you were like, but actually, it's actually kind of subjective. So I don't know if we got to the point of maybe I'm not, but I got the sense you were looking at it in a way that was a little bit calmer. And the interesting thing is what happens when, when you feel ugly and you tell your friends when you burden them, right? And what do you say to them? About what I... About being feeling ugly or feeling... Like, um, you don't like your exterior, as you put it. I don't know. Like, I was just talking about this with my other friend yesterday. Um, I was telling her I felt, like, not confident about how I look. And then she was telling me that, like, um, that I was kind of, like, self-sabotaging myself. And then I told her that I'm sorry and I, I sound really frustrating. And I felt that, like, that's what I told her. Hmm. And so let's think about that exchange, right? So you express a vulnerability to her. She tries to help you with it. Tries to maybe reassure you, maybe tries to give you a way forward. <coughs> and then how do you respond? I'm sorry. Yeah. Right? So let's think about that. So, so, um... So we're, we're, that's just, that's one possibility. So that's going to be the possibility of reassurance or problem solving. Like if we were to tell you, Minnie, I think that you are not ugly at all. I think you're a wonderful person. Actually, that's not even about your physical appearance. I've trained myself so hard to not comment on people's physical appearance that I find mm -hmm. it actually hard to, to comment. Yeah. Like, so if, because I think it just, it just messes things up. But if I were to call you pretty, if I said, Minnie, you're very pretty, <laughs> right? What would you say? How, what, how would you react? I'd probably say thank you. Like, yeah. But then and on the inside, you... I'd probably think no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So there's an important lesson to be learned here, right? So the first thing is that like, when people try to tell you that you're wrong, you just dig your heels in, heels in deeper, right? Like, you're just like, no, incorrect. Yeah. Okay. It's so like my we'll, immediate response. Yep. And so then, then 
Okay, so we've got burden. We've got sort of the, the idea of like reassurance doesn't really work. Um, so let's try to figure out if there's some way that we can help you with those feelings without telling you that you're wrong. So okay. you said, kind of switching gears for a second, I'm going to ask you a little bit more about your past. Is that okay? Okay, sure. So you said around seventh or eighth grade is when you started to be, started to feel what exactly? Just like self-hatred, but also a lot of depression, like depressive phase episodes and like anxiety. Okay. Did you see, and you're allowed to not answer any question you don't feel comfortable mm -hmm. with, right? But um, I think it would just be helpful. Did you see a mental health provider who during that time? Okay. So it sounds. Um, so like not then, but starting high school uh, and then up until today, like I saw therapists and stuff. Okay. And do you find that helpful? Yes and no. Good answer. So what's helpful and what isn't? So I've seen about six therapists now because uh, half of them was because we just didn't click. And then the other half was because I had to either move or like just technical things. Um, but all of them, they were really helpful in like helping me find resources like like who to call when you're not okay or like um or just like yeah stuff like that but and also they were helpful with helping me like identify a problem if that makes sense sure but then I felt like and I've definitely made progress in like the sense that I can get up out of bed now and do work and that kind of stuff but um, I think everything after realizing a problem and giving it technical solutions hasn't really worked out yet. What do you mean by technical solutions? Like stuff that, um, stuff like, like I still feel like shit, but I can at least like, sorry, my brother passed by. I still feel like shit, but um, I can at least like go about my day now. Okay, cool. So let me see if I understood you correctly. So it sounds like, <coughs> um, you know, there have been times where they provided you with the resources that have been helpful. Um, I commend you for, you know, not sticking with people that you didn't feel like were a good fit. I think that's really important. So a lot of people think that you know, if they see a therapist and they don't like it, they don't like therapy. But you may just not like that therapist, right? It's kind of like going to a restaurant and saying, oh, I hate all restaurants. And it's like, you just may not like that kind of food. Right. Um, so that that's really awesome on your part. I think you, you know, I, I commend you for doing that. And what I'm also I hearing from you is, huh? yeah, sorry. Oh, no, you can. You can. Um, so then the next thing that I kind of heard, which is, you know, tricky, but I'm glad you're being honest about it, is that like, you're kind of living your life, like you can get out of bed and stuff. But yeah. internally, you still feel like shit. I think I can live my life to the extent where it doesn't pain other people to see me upset. 
like family and friends but um yeah that's why I was I wanted to talk about self-esteem because I just feel like I'm not good enough to try like new things and and stuff okay so there's that look at you steering the conversation oh no not me shocking right now how do you feel when i point that out to you um i feel like i've been called out called out yeah Yeah. i called you out that's because that's what i did yeah feel to be called out bit embarrassed what are you embarrassed by um Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure. (laughs) Okay. So the first thing is when I called you out, is that a good calling out or a bad calling out? I'm not sure. Okay, cool. Actually, yeah. Yeah. So who are we here for today, Minnie? Me? Yes. That is the correct answer. How does that feel? Uh, a bit weird. Yes. Yeah. That is the right answer, too. What (laughs) feels weird about that? That I'm, uh, having a therapy session with the dude I saw on YouTube, uh, (laughs) for the past month in front of thousands of uh, audience, I guess. <laughs> Not the answer that I was expecting, but a fair one. <laughs> what I was what, what I was expecting was uh, okay. that you know, like you don't, we don't. I don't imagine that you do many things in your life where you come first, where it's about you and it's about what you want, right? I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure if that's true. Tell me about that. I just, I don't know. Like, um, when I was getting therapy, like for the first time, um, I felt really selfish because my mom didn't want me to, uh, and my dad either. I don't think they realized I was depressed, but what I did was. They think what's going on? Uh, I guess just, like, teenage angst or something. And, like, I was having problems with, like, toxic friends and stuff. So I guess they thought, like, we had a fight and I was feeling sad about that. But I was kind of realizing that um, something was wrong. So I wanted to get therapy, but my mom was... Well, she didn't really, like, she preferred, she told me that she preferred I didn't get therapy, but also I, like, told her I wanted it. So she did look for a therapist, but it was taking, like, two months, and I needed help, like, then. So I went to, like, my school counselor and then told her about it, and then I was kind of, like, you know, uh taken to a therapist 
Okay. And then that didn't really make my mom happy or my dad. Yeah. Why, so, why were they upset? I guess they just didn't want the school to know and they didn't want things to escalate. Uh, which I understand because. Can you explain it to us? Like, I, kn I feel like I should have waited two months for my first appointment that my mom assigned me up for instead of going to the therapist, I mean, going to the school counselor the day after and then telling her that I was feeling really upset and slightly suicidal and stuff. Oh, it's just like, <laughs> wait, sorry, guys, I shouldn't talk about suicide so casually, but like, I mean, hey, you do you. This is your time. Minnie. There you go. Are you, would you be burdening people if you talked about suicide? What will people think? How will you affect others? I know some people can get very uh, triggered when suicide is talked about casually like i was kind of like that uh when i was feeling suicidal Can so you help us understand that um well it was more so that when i was feeling when i was very depressed and suicidal i i would joke about it a lot but then when <laughs> But then when other people did it, it made me a bit upset. Mm -hmm. So hypocritical of me, but like, yeah. Mm. So it looks like you just took a quick chance to beat yourself up there. I did? Yeah. Did you not? Is that what not fair? What did I do? You called yourself a hypocrite. Oh, wait, but like that was hypocritical kind of. Sure. I don't doubt that you have a good reason for feeling that way or believing that, but I just still want to point out that you did it, right? Because w w when we beat ourselves up, like we don't have bad reasons. It's like when I look at myself in the mirror, I'm not like, oh my God, why don't you have gills and flippers? Gills? Look at how human, like we pick things that make sense. Oh, like beat ourselves up. Gill. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sorry. It was. No, dumb. sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so, hmm. Can we actually go back to 7th and 8th grade for a second? Sure. So, uh, when did this stuff, so you started to feel what around that time, like end of middle school? So, like, uh, I was in a lot of middle school drama with, like, friends Okay. During that time. So not like theater. Uh, no, no. <laughs> like, no, okay. like, uh, <laughs> like, you know, fighting with friends and uh, getting backstabbed and, you know, stuff like that. What do you and mean then, getting backstabbed and stuff like that? Can you... <laughs> oh, I don't want to get into the middle school drama. Um, why not? You don't have to, but I'm just curious. Why not? Oh, um, I just... I feel like I've, 
I should be over it, kind of, yeah. Okay, should be over it. Okay, can so... I just get another set? Yes. You can hydrate as often as you want to. Hydrate yourself. Um, so if someone says I should be over it, are they over it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> right? And and so it, you got to be careful, Minnie, because like I hear that also that self-judgment there that like you're not over it and then we're not going to talk about it because you should be over it. Yeah. Right? So it's like if I'm bleeding and it's like, oh my God, I shouldn't be bleeding. And then, and then I'm like, do you want a bandage? And you're like, no, no, no. No, 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 I shouldn't, I be, shouldn't bleeding. be bleeding. <laughs> so I, I don't want the pants like, what? And then like, um, how do you yeah. feel about telling us? Maybe you don't have uh, to, but you know, I think it's like. I think it's if, important that I do though. And I, I want to, but okay. like, yeah. But what? But the, but the self-judgment part of me is like no <laughs> okay good so now we're gonna pause for a second before we get into it so Minnie, i want you to pay attention to what you're about to do because it's about to be awesome okay so you are judging yourself and yes. that voice inside of you is saying you shouldn't say this right it's like how dare you you should be over it it's beating you up and then you are about to not listen to that voice so remember that there are two ways to deal with self-esteem, for lack of a better term, or for just one conception, right? or one kind of structure to think about. One is that we make the self-esteem, the self-hateful thoughts decrease so that we don't have them as often. The second thing that we can do is not listen to them. Don't let them dictate our life. Right? So there's a difference between that beast existing and that beast controlling you. And so what I think is actually really cool is that if you you know do tell us the story, now I feel like you can't not tell us because then oh, be no. <laughs> you really you don't you don't have to, but I just want to okay. illustrate a point. But like you know, because you don't want to, you're like, I shouldn't, I should be over it. Like it's dumb. But then you say, like, I want to. So like there it's that same part of that you talk talk to us about where there's like you know, you know, the, the part of you that says, oh, thank you very much. And then, but I'm still a terror, you know, they're like, it's that war between the two parts of you. So, yeah. you know, if you share that story with us, what you're doing is actually like learning how to like not listen to that part. It's going to keep speaking for a while and we'll get to that. But does that make sense? Yeah. You are acting in spite of your low self-esteem and your self-judgment, which is, I think is a really important skill to have. What happened in middle school? Like, I, I, I could use a dose yes. of, you know, decent 12-year-old uh, drama. Yes. It's Friday afternoon. Drama. You know? Um, yeah, so... Hmm. Sorry, I'm just going to think for a second. Uh... Okay, I'll think... I'll talk about the one that affected me the most. Um... So I had, I had two friends. Um, we'll call one A and then we'll call one B. Um, so A and I started. A and I were really good friends in middle school. Um, 
but she was um starting like seventh eighth grade she started getting very depressed for her own reasons Mm. um and i really wanted to like help her not be depressed because you know it made me sad that she was sad (laughs) i think honestly in retrospect i did it more out of like me not wanting to feel sad around her rather than me wanting to help her okay but but so i tried to help her you know be there for her hear her when she like ranted about stuff uh but then like you know i didn't understand that she needed a therapist back then mm-hmm. so so the summer before high school started um she tried to like attempt suicide um and it was kind of traumatic for me because for like three days i couldn't reach her like through phone or anything and uh the last thing she said was like i love you so i was like the fuck's going on and then i even went to her house and then only after three days like she finally texted me saying that she was at the hospital and i couldn't really go see her because like both our parents were like both her parents and mine were like let's not like you know so uh so she did that but she was she did not you know she only attempted but she was still alive and stuff uh so there was that you know dealing with her this doesn't sound like middle school drama to me Oh, um, this is the less middle school drama. This is like actual like okay. scary events. Yeah, um, I was like, so this... there's. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not. I'm a little bit terrified how this you is going to transform you... into like middle school drama because we haven't heard anything about B. It's like, is B going to start you trashing came people? For on the, social... Like you came for the beast, but you left with like. <gasps> back. Okay. Yeah. You came for the what? Oh no, nothing. Okay. Yeah. So, um, there's there was that, and then, uh, entirety of freshman year was just like us being depressed together, and then, uh, at the end of freshman year, she moved schools, uh, without like telling me. <laughs> uh, and then like, I also moved schools. Uh, because I didn't really want to be in that. Uh, okay. So that's the first A friend. Then B friend. Um, B friend, I was friends with her in middle school as well. And then this was like 7th to 8th grade. Uh, she started liking me. But then, um, so a little background. I grew up like very Christian. Um, All the way up until like eighth grade um and i didn't really learn about like uh sexual identity all the way until like seventh grade of middle school because no one taught me about it um so she started liking me and then 
And then, like, we used to exchange letters, like, even though we saw each other every day. Mm. Uh, and I thought it was, like, a friend thing. But, like, clearly it was not. Um, and then... What made it clear that it wasn't? Well, I mean, like, I don't think friends really exchange, like, two to three pages of letter every day. Okay. But I guess I thought that. <laughs> Sure. Um, so one day sounds like she... actually a pretty cool friendship. Yeah. You know, if if there was a friendship like that. But anyway, I don't mean to derail you. Sorry. Yeah, I kind of miss her. But like, so there's that, and then just a little bit. Just a little. <laughs> um, and then she she liked me, so one day she gave me like a love letter. <laughs> And then I I checked it when I got home and uh I I was smiling a lot when I read it for some reason. But then like I told my mom about it and <laughs> uh because my mom and I are pretty close. Mm -hmm. Uh or like back then we were still I mean yeah, we were close. Uh but then she was like I don't know, she she had this weird reaction where she was like, oh, you know, like, it's probably just as a friend or something. Uh, and she told me that, like, she liked, she liked girls when she was young, too, but it was just, like, confusion. And she, like, she basically told me, like, you're probably a bit confused, and so is she. And I was like, and then she told me that I shouldn't, like, stay friends with people like that because they'll confuse me more so i was like really confused sure. um it's a common state for middle schoolers yes <laughs> confused and scared um but and then so i got the letter and then uh i had the exchange with my mom and then i had this weird like and then i started like realizing i'm seeing this girl the same way as i see a dude uh so then i got really scared for some reason i still don't know why uh so i got really scared and then and then i did the worst thing possible and i just started avoiding her uh in true middle school fashion so we avoided each i avoided her and then she tried to confront me once, but then I, like, ran away, like, quite literally. So mm -hmm. we stopped being friends. But then, like, a few other people started thinking I was homophobic. So I was like, oh, no. And I tried to tell them I wasn't, but, like, you know, they they kind of didn't want to hear me. So So that happened. And then... This was in eighth grade. And then I got really depressed after Sunny, after A tried to commit, like, suicide. And then uh, I got really depressed and I really missed B. Like, I really missed B friend. So I wanted to, like, talk to her again, right? So I started, like, 
messaging her and then talking to her again before high school started without having uh, ever apologized to her. Uh, and like, and like, that was like my first mistake. And then, and this is where things get like kind of shitty and like, yeah. Okay. But. How's your nervousness, by the way? Right now, like up the roof and gone. <laughs> up the Sorry, roof. Sorry, and... Like okay. through the roof and gone. <laughs> like... Okay. Keep going. So you said okay. then things get really bad. Okay, so then and by really bad I just mean like now I make a lot of actual shitty mistakes. Uh and then I realized in my freshman year of high school that I liked her a lot. Uh like in a non straight way. <laughs> So I was really confused about that. Uh, and then she... But at the time when I realized I liked her, she had a girlfriend. So... So I, I knew about them and I like supported them too. I like, you know... Uh, like this one time, B told me to like... B asked me if like I could get chocolates for her girlfriend and then she would pay me back so I agreed to that um like stuff like that uh so then I started liking her and then uh I really wanted to tell her because like things were getting a bit like too hard for me to handle what was getting hard for you to handle like I felt like I had to tell her because um it was getting in the way of like me functioning normally around her. <laughs> so Sounds so like you were in I, love. Maybe I was. Um yeah, but then like she had a girlfriend, so you're not really supposed to do that. But, like, I did. Uh, You're not supposed to do what? Like, fall in love with people uh, who are in relationships? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then I told her about it, but I told her that I, I wasn't trying to do anything. I just wanted to, like, her to acknowledge it and then tell me, like, it can't happen and tell me to move on, which is which is what she told me. So like, so then I was like, okay. Um, oh, so, I, she, God. so so you did share with her, and she said, "I'm sorry, I'm with someone. I want you to move on." Yeah. Okay. And then I was like, okay, now we can be friends again. <laughs> um, but like, uh, I found this out way later, but she told me. I mean, no, no, she, uh, when I told her about it, she told her girlfriend, and then they had a fight and broke up, uh, so, so then B started ignoring me, uh, and then that got me really anxious. 
uh because like yeah and then so after her ignoring me for two weeks like I confronted her about it I was like hey like could you just like please talk to me I'm sorry if I did something wrong because I didn't know she told her girlfriend that they yeah so uh so I confronted her and this was in the middle school lunch cafeteria we were in the middle school (laughs) yeah uh well we were there for a class um but like we were there right and people are relatively quiet so it's just me and her talking uh because we had a sub that day and like i remember i was asking her hey what did i do wrong like could you please tell me and stuff like that and then she told me that uh she told me that she never really like liked me from the beginning and that mm. uh and that uh she was tired of hearing me like talk about being depressed all the time and that i was making people around me like tired and stuff so that was like our last conversation before freshman year ended and then and then i moved uh yeah and then we actually did talk though on like the phone and stuff after after that like two years later but it was just like i don't really remember how it went but we did talk but we don't really talk we haven't talked at all for three years four years five years yeah okay so if i'm doing mental math then you're in your early 20s ballpark i'm mom i'm in a class class <laughs> i'm 18. Oh, you're I'm, 18 i'm yeah i'm in college i'm my i'm in my freshman year of college okay hence why i'm talking about middle school drama <laughs> but uh yeah so okay yeah that's it what are you studying uh i'm in this program where I choose my major two years later. So I'm just studying like philosophy and stuff right now in the cool. meantime. Just your basics. Yeah, basic yeah. stuff. Yeah, okay. Hmm. I'm thinking. Is that cool? Yeah, no, go. Yeah. Can we just check in? Like how you seem, even though you say your anxiety is through the roof, I get the sense that you're actually like, more relaxed i am (laughs) yeah my heart is like not beating a lot anymore so that's really good okay um how does it feel so you remember there was that part of you that didn't want you to speak and how does that part feel right now it's not saying anything right now but i feel like yeah, but I feel like later on I'll probably think, why'd I do that <laughs> or something? Yep. 
Yeah. So, so I, I think that's also an important point that I want to make is that the parts of us. So if we think about anxiety, right? Anxiety, like is a fear of the future. It's afraid of what's going to happen. And then oftentimes if we can actually like overcome that hump, the actual reality is not what we pictured. And our, our brain is designed to imagine bad things to keep us from doing catastrophic, make catastrophic mistakes. So it makes the things that we imagine in the future actually be amplified, which is like evolutionary. It's not, you know, if I run across a snake in the wilderness and my brain is like, well, chances are if I get bit, it'll hurt a lot. And I'll be like, out. like we think about death. Like right. our brain teaches us to fear death and we take dangers and then we actually amplify them, which is what it's supposed to do. But I, I want you to just notice that because many, I think a lot of times going forward, if you want to move past your, that voice in your head, all you've got to do is like get over the hump, but I know it's going to come back. It's definitely going to come back. Um, but I, I just kind of wanted to point that out. So. Yeah, so, I mean, did other stuff continue to happen in high school? Or are there other things that sort of affected your self-esteem? Um, high school was, like, mentally I was worse than I was in middle school. But, like, nothing was actually, like, going on, if that makes sense. Yeah, what do you mean by mentally you were worse? Like, I wasn't, like, sometimes I just couldn't go to school. Even after I moved out of the old one, uh, uh, like I was crying a lot. Then I wanted to isolate myself a lot, and like, you know, uh, my grades went down a lot in freshman year. So sophomore, junior, and senior was just me trying to get them up because my parents wanted them up. So. And what did but your like, parent? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like, besides that, like, it was just me in my head rethinking uh, that things from middle school and freshman year of high school over and over again. So, so you were, you were replaying that stuff? Yeah. Okay. A lot. Okay, man. Can I share some thoughts with you? Sure. So first of all, good job today. Um, just a reminder that this is not therapy, right? We're yeah, just talking course. about your past. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you, you do have uh, treat like a treatment team. Right. Um, so, let, so a lot of times what we explore with people is where the origins of their beliefs about themselves come from. So the first thing to understand, I know this sounds kind of weird, but like, <coughs> you know, when we were talking earlier about reassurance and like you feel basically like you're not a good person and that you burden people and that like your hurt like trickles out like almost like secondhand smoke and then like pollutes like the yeah. <laughs> people's lives around you, right? Like your presence is like, you know. It's like you're peeing in the swimming pool and everyone else is in the swimming pool and then like there's Oh you know. no. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Um so 
so that that's what I'm getting from you is that you really feel like a burden. You feel like you're not a good person. You feel like you mess up other people's lives by your presence. And so what most people do is they would reassure you, right? And they'd say like, no, Minnie, like right. you're an amazing person. Like you're beautiful. You're a force for positivity. In Why'd the you world. say that in the British accent? <laughs> like, is it British? I, I just, I or or some accent. <laughs> I, uh, because I'm, I'm trying to poke fun at it. Um, yeah. But, but you know, people will say, oh, you know, you're an amazing person. I, I, I do think you are an amazing person. Um, yeah. I, I Actually, I'm really optimistic <laughs> for you. Thank um, you. And, and I'll get to why. But I think the first thing that we've got to do is that you're not dumb, unfortunately. You are quite <laughs> smart. And so it, the smarter you are, if you have a belief, like this is the problem is that when we try to, when we see someone who's struggling with a belief... We tell them they're wrong because that's not what we see. Right? And so like, but that's, it's kind of silly because you're not dumb. Like that belief comes from somewhere. I think actually you're justified in believing that you are a burden to other people. I don't have, I just don't think that that's the whole story. So let's just take a step back and think about being a burden. So the first thing is that we do burden other people. Like that's true. Right. So like if I'm having a bad day and like I'm moody, like that's going to affect my kids. Right. It's going to affect my wife. If my wife is having a bad day, if my kids are like you do affect the people around you. And sometimes you can affect the people around you in a negative way. Like that's not false. Um, I also think that I know this is going to sound crazy, but I, I do think that, you know, if you are sad and depressed, <laughs> that it negatively affects the people around you. I don't, I, I know it's weird, so be careful here, because, I mean, I, I don't know how else to say it, but like when one person is depressed, like as a psychiatrist, I work with people who are depressed, it's really hard on their families. That's a fact. Now, even though that's true, we have to ask another question, which is equally important. I think this is the question you need to ask yourself. Is it okay to do that? I don't, I don't feel like, no. Okay. Like I, I feel like, even though I know objectively that they're my family because they are there to support me through hard times, like, like on the inside. Like, I really feel like I shouldn't. Yep. So I get that, right? And and see, we said you're smart because you know what the right answer is. <laughs> and you're like, I disagree with the right answer, which is entirely acceptable. That is where I think you, frankly, we, you know, we need to work on your beliefs about what the world is and what human beings deserve from one another. Um, because I do think that's okay. Because I think that's how life works. Like, I think it's, I just don't see how else, you know, when I'm having a bad day, I'm going to burden the people around me. And when other people are having a bad day, they're going to burden me. That, you know, life is a multiplayer game. It's not a single player game. And that on any given day, one of us is screwing up. Right. Now, this is where you say like, okay, fine. Even that's true. The problem is that I screw up more than everyone else. Right? Wait, that, like, I'm like... I scared because you just thought of what i was thinking <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah that's what we do here right so like you say like 
in theory, fine. You know, I get to burden my parents. Sometimes my parents get to burden me, but it's me burdening them all the fucking time. So it's not fair. And that makes it not okay. Because if it was even, fine. Okay. So this is why I think it's great that you're 18. Because you're just getting started. There are going to be a lot of people that get to burden you down the road. And my hope is that actually as you, as you continue to grow, like, and is just put more years under your belt, you'll begin to see, and I hope that you're able to see, and now we have to be tricky because this is where cognitive bias comes in, because you may not be able to appreciate because you're so stuck in your own head that other people lean on you too. So I'd give it a couple of years, but we'll, we'll get to that eventually. A couple maybe. of years. Yep. Yeah. So I, I think that you're going to be, I, I honestly, Minnie, and this may hurt you to hear, and hopefully I can repair this damage a little bit. I think you're going to be a burden on people for a couple more years, because I think that's what children are. Like, I don't know 18. how to say this. Huh? But I'm 18. Yeah, I still think of y'all as kids. <laughs> and, and that's not, it, it's, it, I don't try to be condescending. Yeah. But like, I know, I mean, I fucking wasn't anywhere near an adult when I was 18. I, I earned my first real paycheck at the age of 32. Like, I, you know, I, I just, oh. I was a late bloomer. Like, literally, 14 years is like, 14 years later is when I started becoming a self, like, sufficient adult where I could pay my own bills and stuff like that. And it's just, it just takes time, right? So like, we don't, we don't actually consider 18, I mean, we consider 18 year olds adults, but if in your US, you're not even allowed to drink, right? right. You're still actually in education. You're just starting your final base of right. education potentially. And so, so I think it's just, you know, you're not going to be like as productive, of, like you'll be a far more productive member of society at 30 than you are at 18. That's just a fact. Doesn't mean that 18-year-olds can't be productive adults. I'm not saying that, but I'm just like, give yourself a little bit of time. Um, the next thing is that we've got to think a little bit about like where your belief that you're a burden comes from. And this is what I love about your story is because we actually already have the answer. Usually I have to dig around for, with people, but <laughs> where, when did you start believing that you were a burden to the people around you? Like when I started getting depressed, which was eighth grade. Yeah. I don't even think that's it. So I think it really comes from when the woman that you were in love with told you that you're a burden to other people and that you ruin their lives. <laughs> I don't know if it was love. Okay, sure. Sure as hell sounds like it from my perspective. And maybe it wasn't. I'm in, I'm in a relationship right now. I can't. Okay, sorry. I mean, no, it's okay. I... <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds like it a is. fucking rom-com, Minnie. <laughs> it's a story out of a rom-com. I'm not uh, trying to, you know, mess up your life, but... Yeah, yeah. It, you know, I mean, like, it sounds like you guys had a, a real connection, whether it's like, it, you know, whether it's like friendship love or romantic love or something in between. It sounds like you guys genuinely cared for each other in a very deep way. Yeah. You know, I mean, even if, if there wasn't romantic love or it really wasn't romantic love, like whatever, there's, there's clearly like some, I mean, you, like you said, it's not common for seventh or eighth graders to write each other two to three page letters on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you call that. 
I would just call it a deep connection of which I think the word love approximates <laughs> the best. And, and if we think about it, like, you know, what does it do to someone when they care about someone so much, when someone is so important to them and to hear those kinds of words from her? Like, what did it feel like when she said that? It's an exaggeration, but also not really. But my like my physical chest area hurt when I heard that. Like I started crying and then like felt like my heart was like breaking and stuff. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So and I hate to say this, Minnie, you've been a little bit broken ever since. And and because that, that's the thing is like, like when you say you should have gotten over it, like you haven't gotten over it. And like, no wonder you feel like a burden because, you know, it sounds like in some ways. And, and so you're you're downplaying things. So I'm going to amplify things. And the okay. truth is probably somewhere in the middle. So like probably one of the most important people in the world to you or maybe the most important person in the world to you, tells you that you're a burden and you ruin the lives of people around you. And then you said that your heart was breaking literally. Okay. So like, like if we think about it, you know, where are a lot of these thoughts coming from, it's like because she told you that, right? Like you learned that lesson about yourself and it dug, it like sunk in really deep. And then you sort of had this belief and it, it sounds like it may have started before that, even like when you started to get depressed and stuff. But if I were to say, you know, it's kind of like, maybe there were some cracks, but like that was the shattering. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) And so if we we think about it, you know, if you really want to heal, like it has to be through that experience. And there are even signs like more from like a psychological or even neuroscientific perspective that that was this the seminal event. And the reason mm-hmm. that I say that is because you remembered that there was a substitute teacher that day. <laughs> so if we look at memory, memory is tied to importance, right? People like, what do you remember? Like, do you remember what you had for lunch on October 28th, 2014? No. Of course not, right? It's completely unimportant. But people remember where they were during 9-11. You remember you were in the cafeteria for a class with a substitute teacher. And so like what that tells me is that moment in time sunk deep into your mind. Like it's frozen. It's like a perfect picture. And even like when you think about it, like the picture in your mind is so vivid that even thinking about it brings up emotions brings up thoughts. It's like this whole whirlwind of stuff. (laughs) And so now what that is, is like it's sitting in your unconscious or subconscious mind and it's generating the energy of that moment is generating these thoughts. It's like a projector that's like putting stuff up into your mind. And like the projector is over here, but what you see is over here. And this is what, where you are right now, but you don't realize that it's all coming from like this experience. Right. Because that's like like it's it's interesting because even the language that we talked about before hearing her words are like almost identical to her words. 
right? Yeah. The way that you think about yourself is a burden, is polluting the people around you. Everything you touch turns to ash. You're like a plague, right? Yeah. And so huh. now the question with me, questions, thoughts, yeah, no, comments? Uh, can, I, can I go to the bathroom? Yeah, yeah, go, go, go. Sorry. How how dare you? Oh my god, how dare I go to the bathroom? I know. I'll be back. She's learning chat. She's learning how to troll us back. Welcome back, Minnie. Hi. How you feeling? You know, like less nervous. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, so um let me just offer you a couple of directions. Okay. So one is, uh, you know, we can talk a little bit more about the samskar or like this ball of undigested emotion that I think generates these negative thoughts. Um, we can also just talk a little bit about, uh, you know, some of the other thoughts that you have. We can talk some about your parents or kind of how you feel day to day. What what would you like to do? Um, I guess I could talk about my day to day. Yeah, can you tell us about that? Um, so when I when I started therapy in like ninth grade, I was a mess. Like grades were down. Uh, couldn't get out of bed not going to school, isolating, all that stuff. Uh, and um, so, like, day-to-day -day back then was, like, terrible, right? But then I did therapy, and I moved schools and everything, and then I realized I was definitely getting better, like, going to school again. Um, grades are better. Or like, you know, but then, but then like, oh, and then the panic attacks got less. Now I only have it like maybe once every two months. But uh, I realized recently that when something bad happens, I like go straight back to when I was in ninth grade. Mm -hmm. In, in freshman year, like, I'm back to not getting out of bed and, like, feeling like I'll never get better and stuff like that. Yeah. Huh. What kind so, of thoughts? Oh, what yeah, so it's just... You... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. So it's just, like, a constant cycle of, like, better and then not, then better not. Yeah. How does it? How does it feel to be getting better and worse all the time? Yo-yoing. Exhausting. I can imagine. Exhausting and uh, kind of, of like the burden thing again, where I feel like I wish I could be this perfect friend or daughter to like, and be stable, but I'm not. So, yeah. I can imagine that you're okay accepting other people's help 
if you actually got better. Yeah. But it feels like a waste to you because you lose all that ground. Are you a good daughter? No, no, I don't think so. Okay. Help us understand that. Uh, so when I was little, like, like all the way until before middle school, I was really, I was really happy all the time. Like most of the time, uh, like I really enjoyed doing things like reading books or whatever. Uh, and stuff like that and I was really happy most of the time and I think my parents were glad that I was like that because I have a brother and he was really hard to deal with for a while all the way until he got into college um like me and my brother are kind of opposites so he's like I I perceive myself as pretty social and I like feed off of um socializing with people because it makes me happy. Um <clears throat> but like for my brother, uh he has a hard time socializing with people and he's a bit like he's more the odd one out of the our family. So my parents kind of my parents kind of hate him and like I I learned that like if I don't want to be hated by my parents I kind of have to be the opposite of him even though I already was uh so sorry I lost my train of thought that's so, cool. like I'll pick it up go well, ahead why do, why do your parents hate your brother really like when we were little like we're four years apart so like when I was in when I was six and he was like 10 uh they would fight a lot they fought all the way until he was at the end of his high school years they always fought about like grades or like they even fought about him being bullied uh, being bullied. I don't know yeah when he was in like when he was in elementary school like he used to get bullied by his classmates it's a part of why we moved from Korea to here but so yeah so they used to fight a lot and then whenever they fought I would like I would, like hide under the dining room table and I just like close my ears uh, and then, and then I learned to hate him, my brother, for a long time, because sometimes, like fights would get violent, and then sometimes I would try to stop them. But I was like six, you know. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, or like twelve, or I don't know, all the ages. Um, 
So, like, I learned to hate him because I saw that my parents were hating him. And that I kind of just hated him because he was really... he. We didn't talk a lot either, but whenever we did, I always felt like... I always felt like he was the one causing troubles for our family. Uh, but then, like... But then I became depressed in eighth grade. And then I started becoming the troublemaker of the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then my parents were like, what the fuck? You're supposed to be the good one. <laughs> um, what did they say to you? Like my parents? Mm-hmm. I mean, they said a lot of things, but sometimes they're like really supportive and stuff. But sometimes when we would fight, when I was depressed, like, they would say stuff like, like, why aren't you getting any better? Or, like, or, like, I don't know. Uh, like, you're weighing our family business down because my parents do business. Uh, and they were telling me that because I was depressed, like, they were depressed so they couldn't do work or something. Uh... And oh, that, so they like, told you you were a burden. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. Oh. Oh, how wonderful. Oh, that's what. Class. Um. Yeah. But at the same time, like, like they did say some really mean things, but I feel like it was out of, like, like, they had reasons for it. Yep. Yeah. They are bad people. I really love them. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're bad people. They were just tired, too. And they didn't understand why I wasn't getting along with my brother, either. Because uh, whenever we talked, we would fight, so... And what's your so, understanding? What's your understanding of why y'all would fight so much? Um, he's done a lot of mean things to me, also, mm-hmm. but like to my parents as well. And then whenever we would go, like whenever we would go somewhere as a family, he would be troublesome socially so i kind of had to cover for him what does that mean troublesome socially like so let's say my family was having a dinner with like a family friend right so we'd be eating and talking then my brother would like not really get the social cues and talk about whatever he wanted to do or like or just do just little things that would be like ha to the guests, but for us, we were like, stop that. Um, so I would try to like Sounds cover. Like afraid of him embarrassing you. Yeah, we were. We were. And I was making the family look bad. Yeah, we were. And then I was also scared that. I don't know. Yeah, I was also scared that, like, they would look down on my brother. 
mm-hmm. because like there were incidents where he actually escalated into a fight with like other people outside of her family and that's when i was like no he can't do that uh so it's just like you know but he like mellowed down in high school he's still a prick but like uh we don't fight a lot anymore i actually had like a semi heart to heart with him in like like a few months ago and i was just trying to understand that like he was really like he told me he was really depressed in middle school and like when he was younger and he was dealing with a lot too uh so i like i remember asking my parents to get him therapy when we were in high school Yeah, uh, sorry, that was tangent. It's a beautiful one. (sighs) I'm going to just try to take this in. Yes, go ahead. What do you talk about in therapy? The same thing I talked about here. Okay, so you, and you then talk- a little bit more about like other stuff, but you know, yeah, basically. But you, you, your therapists know that, for example, like you had this when you grew up, like you would hide under a table and cover your ears when your parents were in a fight with your brother. Yeah. And what are your therapy? How does that conversation go in therapy? It depended on who it was, but like all six therapists, like. Let's say there's an hour in a session, right? It's usually like 40 minutes of me talking and then 20 minutes of them talking or less. So it was just me talking a lot and then giving advice like breathe or something, (laughs) which is good. But what do you want to hear? what's wrong with me because <laughs> i always hear people reassure me that there's nothing wrong with me but like clearly what makes it clear that something's wrong with you can you hear me um hi so you want to hear what's wrong with you and they won't tell you. What, sorry, what did you say? And, and they won't tell you what's wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, except for my friend. And what did she say? She tells me that I'm self-sabotaging a lot. What does that mean? Which, like, telling myself that I'm not good enough or, like, I'm burning people and stuff like that. And I hear her. I don't know what to do with it. Okay. Sorry, I had a message from someone. Okay. And then do you, if you could change something, if I could wave a magic wand and change something about your life, what would you change? 
Um, I want my. This is gonna sound real bad, but I would want my brother. Okay. How does it feel to say that? I feel really evil. Mm-hmm. And why do you want him gone? Like, I don't know. I often think about what it would have been like if I was, like, an only child. And what do you envision if you were an only child? Like, less pain from what he does. Do you sometimes wonder if you would be normal if he wasn't around? Yeah. And I know I know that's not true because How do you know that's not true? Because like he's not like that anymore or or a lot less like that and my life's still kind of, you know, so Hmm. Minnie, this is going to be tricky. Did I do something wrong? Nope. Uh, Not at all. All right. It's just... <sighs> testing. You're the raid boss. People joke about... You know, you've heard this meme before in our channel. People are like, oh my god, this person's going to be the raid boss. And no, and no one expected it to be you. But let's no. let's. I know. How does it feel to be the raid boss? I'm sorry, guys. What are you sorry for? For being a raid boss. Whose fault is that? I'm not sure. Sure, you are. My my my. <laughs> <laughs> do you see the cycle it keeps going what's the cycle pointed out to me uh so like it's like uh, there's a problem i blame myself uh but then like someone tells me i'm not and i kind of believe it but then there's a problem again i blame myself yeah very good right and so i know this is gonna sound weird but where can we break that cycle? There's a problem. I blame myself. People tell me it's not my fault. I sort of believe it. There's a problem. Where do we break that cycle? The blaming part? Nope. That's what you would no. think. That's what you would think. What do you want? When I asked you what you wanted, what's your answer, Minnie? Um, do you remember what you said? What do you want from therapy? To, to be more less self-doubting. No, 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 no. See, these are oh, all the sorry. bullshit answers. These okay. are the bullshit answers. The real answer right. was you wanted, you want your therapist to tell you what's wrong with you. Oh yeah. 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 Sorry. Right? I forgot. So the real problem with the cycle is not. There's a problem, and I blame myself. Because that shit's going to happen. You're going to blame yourself. 
Right. We can't stop that. What we need to change is the reassurance. What we need to do is tell you what's wrong with you. That's what you want. And that's what we need to do. Because that's what they don't do, right? And then the problem is that like, when they reassure you, it covers up <coughs> the problem, but it doesn't actually solve anything. And so the cycle continues. Right? And so actually what we needed, and the reason you're the raid boss is because I'm going to have to tell you why you're the problem. Okay. Because well, it's what you want, so it's what you got to hear. All but right. before we do that, before okay. we do that, how do you feel? Do you feel anxious when I say things like that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. And what are you afraid I'm going to say? Ah, uh, you suck or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you suck. I think you're awesome. Okay. Um, but I, I do think it's, it's really challenging, right? Because if we don't, if we don't accept responsibility for our situation, we also have no power to change it. It's like a really tricky double-edged sword. And I think in a bizarre way, the reason that you aren't changing is because people sort of take that away from you. And it's actually what you want. You want, you want to hear like why you're the problem. And I think you're, we'll get there in a second, but I don't think it's going to be what you think it is. But it is actually going to be a problem. So it's just going to be hard. That's what's tricky. So let me start okay. with this. When your friend told you what she said that day in the cafeteria, where were those words coming from? Like when she says you're a burden and you make everyone else's life around you worse. Right. Where are those words coming from within her? From the things I did? Not really. Sort of. Right? So, like, if we think about, like, let me ask you this. Was she, like, of calm and tranquil mind when she was explaining this to you? No. Where, what was she feeling in that moment? Anger. Yep. And so, like, the words were coming from a place of hurt. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so this is important to understand because, like, even though hurtful words can be true, they're incomplete. Right? And, and this is the problem with, like, hearing what's wrong with you, Amini, is that I'll tell you what's wrong with you. But what I need you to understand is that it's incomplete. Because that's true. Right? Like, I mean, I mean, come on. Like, let's just think about what you've said, Okay. And okay. then let's think about how reasonable some of your conclusions are. If you find yourself thinking, I wish my brother had never existed. And then you're like, I'm kind of an evil person. And then what are we supposed to say? No, you're not. Right. So the, the problem here, Minnie, is, is not that you're wrong. The problem <coughs> is that you're right. The bigger problem is that it's incomplete. Because what I want you to understand is that in the same way, like, do you believe, like, what do you think that friend, what do you think B thinks about you as a complete person? She used to tell me that I was really, like, I made her happy. Yep. Yeah. And that I was really fun to be around. Yeah. yeah. Right, so that makes sense to me. 
it makes sense to me that you caused her a lot of pain and you brought her a lot of happiness. The problem is that in the, in the moments, in the screenshots that your mind took, it like, you know, took way more or way bigger screenshots of the negative moments in your life as opposed to the positive moments. And that's not your fault. That's literally the way that our brain is wired. So our brain, if you go to a restaurant and you eat there 10 times and it's really, really yummy, you remember mm -hmm. those 10 times pretty well. If you go there the 11th time and you get food poisoning, what does your brain remember about the restaurant? I had food poisoning okay. <laughs> at that restaurant. <laughs> okay. That's yeah, bad. yeah, exactly. Right. So that's what's happened in your life. And if we really look at it, it's not that it's false that you had a bad experience at the restaurant. It's not wrong to believe that. It's just incomplete. And so in the same way that your friends, can you sort of understand and let me know, like, if you rebel against this internally, because I can mm -hmm. kind of read your mind, but I can't read this next part. Okay? okay. So I need, so if I were to tell you that your friend, what she said about you wasn't untrue, but at that, that it came from a place of like hurt and was incomplete. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? I, I agree. Okay. So then what you have to do, this is the hard part, is that like, I can imagine if you're a six-year-old and it sounds like there's an argument and maybe even like a physical altercation between your parents and your brother. And you're six years old and you just want to play with, what did you play with when you were six years old? Um, like a Nintendo Okay, so you're just playing Nintendo. And then that's what I played when I was six too. Um and, and uh you know, you're just sitting there playing your Nintendo and this like altercation breaks out and then like they're yelling and then you have to like like that child is like afraid. And then the child runs under a table and covers their ears, and what do they when a child covers their ears, what do they want? What are they thinking in their head? They want it to stop. Absolutely. I just want it to stop. And if you're a six-year-old and you want it to stop, what do you see as the problem? Well, in my case, like my brother. Absolutely, right? It's a six-year-old's thought. Like the six-year-old doesn't, it's just like, I just want it to stop. I want him to go away because you're not dumb. And when he comes, like when you're, if you stay at home from school and he's not around, you get to play on your Nintendo. And when he shows up, your parents and him get into it. And then your parents, their parents, and you sort of get that, like, even as a six-year-old, you're like, my parents know what's up, right? Like, that's how we think. Like, we think right. that our parents, like, know what's going on. And so then your parents hate him and they t say certain things to him. And then you just know that when he's around, like, it's a mess. And so you just want him to go away. You want him to never exist. It's the thought of a six-year-old, completely appropriate. Does it make you an evil person? I don't think so. Is it an evil thought? Absolutely. And this is where I, I think the, the real problem, Mini, that you run into is that I think that the, the bad thoughts that you have about yourself are actually true. It's just... Just because you have an evil thought, 
even if you really want it and even if you really believe it on some level, doesn't make you an evil person. That's the jump that you need to stop making. Because I have an evil thought, I am an evil person. Because I burden people around me, I am a burden. Do you see the difference in those two statements? One is like an identity. And then the problem is once you make that identity, you carry it with you wherever you go. And then you get into cognitive bias. But if you have like bad thoughts, is it an asshole thought to like wish that your brother didn't exist? Sure. And here's the crazy thing. I think it's okay for you to have that thought. Because I think that that thought comes from a place of just wanting it to end. And when you're six years old, the world is not a complicated place. It's just like a... Because six-year-olds have like magical thinking. And they're like, if I waved a magic wand and made my brother go away, imagine how simpler my life would be. And then each time you have that thought, each time you guys go to some friend's house, and I'm assuming they're Korean... And you guys go to some, like, you know, because it's like social right. shit, right? Yeah. And then, like, in the Korean community, you guys are viewed as, like, rejects because you've got this brother who gets into fights with people when you guys go to dinner. And there's a lot of family shame. Because that's what we do in East Asia and South Asia. And all over the rest of the world, too. But I think it seems to be more powerful nowadays. It lingers better in these cultures. Where it's about community and family over individuality. There's a whole different system of worth your worth as a human being is not based on who you are it's based on your family thoughts responses questions <coughs> okay so what's wrong with you i think that uh a lot of the things that you think about yourself happen to be true so i some of them I don't think are true, but I, I think that you do burden people around you. I do think that it's an evil thought to wish that your brother never existed. I think actually what's wrong with you is that you define your identity based on those thoughts. But they're just thoughts. Like I had a thought about a unicorn. It doesn't make the unicorn real. Right? It's just a thought. Our mind just thinks all kinds of weird stuff. And I think it's okay for you to like acknowledge that you're a burden, but I also think you need to like really think about, you know, when people say that you're a burden, to understand that like that's coming from like a dark place inside them. And like we can't let the dark places in each of us define what the world is. Because if your friend thinks you're a burden and you think you're a burden, then like that's a bleak pace. But you're more than a burden, right? You're someone who brought her happiness and you're someone who brought her joy and you're someone who like, you know, taught her what love is if we want to get corny. And, and you know, I know you're in a relationship now, so sorry about that. <laughs> you know, I can't help myself <laughs> for the memes. I do it for the memes. No. <laughs> but... But I mean, seriously, like, I, I think that the problem in here is that what's wrong with you is that you don't see that you're more than your worst parts. That's the real problem. I don't dispute that you have bad parts. I just don't think that that's all of you. Right. And, and the other thing is that I forgive you for having the bad parts of you that you do, because I think it's understandable. Like, what do you expect? 
What do you expect a six-year-old to want to do when they have a brother who comes home and fights with their parents all the time? Right? And if your parents start hating him, you're just going to learn. So it's like, is it wrong to hate him? Yes. Do you hate him? Yes. Is that bad? Yes. Does it make you a bad person? No. Right? Like, in fact, Minnie, what I think is actually really amazing is that you recognize, like, there's a part of you that fights against all these thoughts and feelings. Right? There's a part of you that makes you, like, the reason that having the thought is fine, what would really make you evil is if you didn't think you were evil for having the thought. <laughs> right? That's what makes you good. Is like the fact that you feel guilty is like what makes you a good person. Yeah. And then in terms of, you know, being a burden, like, I think that's going to get better. And I think that, frankly, your parents sort of made some potential mistakes here. Now, I'm not trying to bash your parents. I know that you haven't painted a really, you know, rosy picture of them. But I think let's <laughs> all be clear and fair that I think your parents are seem like actually really good people. It seems like they did the best that they could. You know, yeah. they grew up in a particular culture where, like, there's a lot of shame around mental health. And, like, that's just what they grew up with. So, like, let's not blame them for it. That's the whole thing. It's like, are we going to blame people for, like, what they grew up with? And if you're going to forgive your parents for what they grew up with and you're going to be understanding for them, you should be understanding for yourself. Now, be careful because I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying you need to be more understanding to yourself. Right? You get a pass is what I'm saying. You have an excuse. Okay. It doesn't count. How do you feel about that? I'm unsure. I'll take it. Like, like I hear what you're saying. And I agree. Give me the but. But, like, but, but <laughs> the little, the little mini me inside me is like, but is that pass okay or something? Yep. So, so that's the question that I think you should answer, right? Is, is do you, so who determines whether the pass is okay? Yeah. So that's your choice to make. And I hope that you conclude that it is okay. I hope that you can learn how to forgive yourself for the person that you are. And I hope that you can forgive B for hurting you, and I hope that you can forgive your brother for all the disharmony he has caused. Right? Because that's his real problem, is he's like disharmonious. <laughs> yeah. And and give yourself time, Minnie. And there may be like forgiveness for your parents too somewhere in there. But like you have to I if if you're unsure, like I'll take it. I think that's as far as we're gonna get today. Like I don't okay. you know you know I I think that I'm I'm actually really happy with that because I was gonna say sorry, but then I realized no, I'm not sorry. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Walk us through that. Oh, cause like when you said, I think we're gonna end with unsure. I was like, oh, but I want to give a better, definite answer, so I'm sorry. But then I realized, like, no, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Absolutely, right? right? That's great. You did it. You gave the good answer, even in the end. 
So either either you're a really good scam artist and you figure that out. But if that's actually what happened in your mind, Minnie, that's that's actually what we want, right? Is we want you to observe like, oh, it's your fault. No, it's like like it's actually perfect because what you're saying is that, yeah, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I'm not transformed. And I don't need to apologize for that shit. That's exactly what I'm telling you. Like, that's like living exactly what I'm telling you. Is that own that you didn't get there all the way. Own that you are a burden to people. Own that you do have evil thoughts. And also own that it sounds like you care and love about, you care and love your brother. That you really do care about him a lot. That you guys are rebuilding a relationship. Right? And like, that's exactly what I'm talking about. If you can stop yourself from saying, I'm sorry, that's perfect. Because it's where you are. And like, that's totally cool. Oh no, you didn't come all the way. Oh my God. <gasps> How dare you? <laughs> yeah. But that's absolutely right. How dare you? Good. Keep daring, my friend. You know, keep daring to like, not be what you think you should be. And not be what the world wants you to be. And instead, keep daring to be who you are. Good and bad. Fucked up pieces and good pieces. Because I don't think you're perfect. And that's what makes you perfect. That's so corny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fucking corny. Yeah. Yeah, and you called me out on it. It's beautiful. This is who you are. What, you can't just let me inspire the internet? You have to call me out on it, Minnie? Come on. <laughs> it's great, right? So, Minnie, the more... You ready for more, Corny? Okay. <laughs> the more we see of you, right? Like, when you shine through a little bit and you're like, that's so corny. Like, that's actually beautiful. Like, the more you shine through with, like you know, calling me out on my bullshit. And like, the more you put yourself out there, the more that you let us see who you are. I think what we see is really beautiful. Like, really, it's amazing. You're awesome. Thank you. I'm just going to let you sit with that discomfort. We're going to watch you squirm. We're going to bring the anxiety right back to where we started at the beginning. Oh, the Lord, no, not the anxiety. <laughs> How does it feel... To be appreciated. Feels weird. Yeah. What's weird about it? That I can like be imperfect and people are still like, that's so cool or something. I mean, that's weird if you think about it. Yeah. So that's what I want you to do. And I think it's great that you're willing to tolerate that discomfort because you've been, you've become comfortable with your low self-esteem. Yeah. Right? You've been, you've become comfortable with beating yourself up and blaming yourself. And it can actually be like uncomfortable to start to love yourself and to start to accept other people's appreciation for who you are. Because it's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, icky. Why can't you just treat me like a piece of shit? At least I, under I know what that feels like. Oh, don't call me out like that. 
<laughs> oh no. Yeah. But no, I'm I'm not going to cuz I don't think you are. And if it makes you uncomfortable, tough luck. This is about helping you, not making you feel comfortable. It's about helping you grow. Thoughts, okay. questions? Um no. Wow, you're really cool. <laughs> See, she fucking... I want it! <laughs> this is the Ray boss. I'm telling you guys. She's using my own techniques against me. This is like in the Dr. animes K, or video you're games. you're so inspiring. Oh my god. No. Oh yeah, see, she's doing it. She knows she's doing it to me, chat. No one's done this before. I'm telling you. I told you all she was the raid boss. This is like, have you played those video games where there's a dark mirror and then you yeah. get an evil duplicate of yourself that you have to fight? Oh no. That's you. <laughs> I just never thought that my evil doppelganger would be an 18-year-old Korean girl with bunny ears on. That's not <laughs> what I envisioned when I envisioned the raid boss. This is not what I thought no. it would be like. Uh, but well played, Minnie. Well played. No, but I mean it, though. Like, like you inspire a lot of people, and that's why I came here. So, yeah, Am well, I making you uncomfortable? <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the matter, Dr. K? Is this uncomfortable for you? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay, you, I'll concede. I'll concede the. Uh, you can take this round. All right. Maybe. But I'll just, be, just I'll, this round. Yeah, I'll I'll have to come up with some new tricks so that you can't use them against me. Can't do. Uh, can I think for a moment anymore? Because yeah, I did I it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Uh. I, I thought I thought we were you know I thought this was PVE but you're turning it into PVP. Next time I'll I'll be good. But listen, I I do appreciate you know your. I <clears throat> I was joking a little bit, but I you know I I get what you're saying about me being inspiring and all that, and I appreciate that. And I think the other thing. So now I'm gonna I'm gonna swing back. So get ready get ready for it. You're inspiring oh, no. too, right? Because like I can't do this on my own. <coughs> And actually, what's really inspiring about this is, like, the people who come on. And that's what makes this what it is. And it's your honesty and your authenticity and your, like, willing to share the darkest parts of yourself that actually makes it inspiring. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck, she said thank you. She just took it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, she's, you guys see that? She learned. She's like adapting and growing and morphing. She can just accept it now. And she can just maybe accept the compliment and maybe feel better about herself despite her discomfort. She's learning. She's evolving. She is. But listen, Minnie, this has been fantastic. Do you want to learn about meditation or are we, if we memed ourselves out of that space? Would I be taking too much time? Or... Oh, there it is. You tell me. No, I won't. I, I want to do it. <laughs> okay, okay. But if you want to, you're allowed to say no, but you're not allowed to say no because it takes too much time. No, I, I do want to work. Okay. Okay. So now I got to... Now I'm... Okay, I got to think about this. Have some water. What are we going to teach Minnie? 
Okay. So I want you to sit up straight. Okay. And then I want you to put your hands together in front of your chest like this. And I want your uh, elbows to be at like right angles to the ground. So I want your arms to be straight. Yeah. So you should feel like tension. Um, like at the base of your wrists. Right? So you just feel that tension for a second. And now what I want you to do, you can relax your elbows a little bit. And then pull your hands apart just a tiny amount. And um, I don't know if you're going to need to take off, uh, pull your sleeves down. I, I actually don't know if it'll interfere. So close your eyes. And I want you to feel the space between your hands. And you may feel like almost like a desire to kind of pull them together a little bit. You may feel like something like, you know, warmth between them. And now pull them apart a little bit more and feel that warmth expand. It's almost like a fluffy cushion. I don't know if that makes any sense. If it doesn't make any sense, just shake your head no. You sort of get what I'm... Okay. Fuck. All right. So do you feel warmth between your palms? Okay. Now bring them together a little bit. And just focus on how the warmth changes. Now pull them apart a little bit. Focus on that warmth between your hands. And then a little bit further. And as you move your hands a little further apart, try to track the warmth. So do you feel it when they're this far apart? Yeah, pull them a little bit further. You feel it now? A bit further. How about now? No. Okay, good. So this is the limit. So bring them in a little bit. Now you feel it? Okay. So now what I want you to do is open your eyes for a second. I want you to take your left palm and put your right palm inside it like this. Yep, very good. And then I want you to put your arms in your lap. So that's kind of hand, hand like sit up straight and close your eyes. And what I want you to do is feel that warmth coming out of your palm. And I want you to breathe and sort of imagine almost like a circuit, like there's energy coming into you either from the top of your head or your breath. It travels through your arms in a circuit and kind of out of your palm. And as you sit, just focus on any of those sensations that grab your attention. So whether it's the feeling of energy entering 
or it passing through your body, or it coming out of your palms. And as you breathe, notice the vitality within yourself. It's kind of hard to describe, but just notice that you're alive. And there's like life in there. There's a heartbeat. There's breath. There's energy, there's sensation, there's heat. And now see if there's darkness. Are there ugly parts in there? If you can find something, Nod your head, yes. And what does that feel like? Where is it? Tell us. Like my head. Okay. What about your head? Feels like I'm sweating, so. Okay. So the darkness is sort of localized in your head? Okay, so just notice it, that's where it is. And now as you breathe in, breathe in through your nose and breathe into that darkness. And it's kind of like, almost like a sticky smoke kind of thing. And then breathe into it and you're kind of pumping fresh air in. And as you breathe out, let that out. And now I want you to set that aside for a moment and focus on the rest of your being. Once again, on the sensation of energy entering your body, traveling through the circuits of your arms and coming out of your palms. And notice that even though there is a dark patch within you, that there's a lot of you that isn't dark. And that this is who you are. Not all bad, not all good. That if you give yourself the time, if you give yourself the space, and if you're patient with yourself, what you really are will start to shine through. And think about the difference between the way that you feel now and the way that you feel when that darkness dominates your body and when you can't get out of bed. That it's okay to be disappointed that you always go back to square one. But then even if you do go back to square one, 
that you still have this buoyancy of life and vitality that pulls you out of it. And just let yourself be with that vitality for now. And now one last breath, really deep and then really slow as you exhale. When you're ready, open your eyes. What's behind the smile this time? I'm really sweaty. <laughs> like, sweaty where? Where? <laughs> like, my forehead. Is that new? No, I think I'm just, like, like temperature-wise hot right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've I've heard a lot of things in meditation and people having reactions. I've never heard people get sweatier. So I was like, threw me for a loop. <laughs> okay, what but else? I also kept like hearing my heartbeat, and whenever I hear my heartbeat, I get really anxious. But this time, like, it wasn't anxious, so I don't know what that is. But I'll take it. I'll take I'll take whatever you're willing to give, Raid Boss. Wow. No, but seriously, so 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 I, I think that's important. Okay. So Minnie, I think that, you know, as you learn how to be comfortable with your heartbeat, right? That you, you can listen to your heartbeat. It used to be anxiety provoking, but that you can also like tap into it and find like a regularity and a calmness to it. And just zone in on your heartbeat. If the circuits of energy and shit like that doesn't mean anything to you, you can just focus on your heartbeat. And and just sit with yourself. Because here's the thing, like, for the most part, I don't know if this makes sense or not, but, like, what you sat with is not, like, a bad person. They're not a stain on the earth. Like, it's just not what you are. Does that make sense? Yeah. And And so you just need to spend more time with that person. Because right now, the biggest problem is that you spend a lot of time with the most negative parts of yourself. We're not saying that they're not real. It's just, you know, the, the TV is just stuck on that channel. And there's so many other channels. And so give yourself the benefit of, of sitting with the part of you that is awesome. And the one that, you know, took a win off of Dr. K, because that's rare. I'm so happy. <laughs> See, like, she's not even embarrassed by it. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> okay. All right. Any last thoughts or questions before we wrap up, Minnie? Thank you for having me. You're, You're so cool, welcome. Dr. K. You're so cool, Minnie. It was awesome ah. when you came on. I'm, I'm thrilled you did. Really, it was a lot of fun. And good me luck too. to you. Thank you.